everyone! Welcome to Booklet, the podcast where we get lit while talking about books. My name is Hollywood. And I'm Paige Turner. And today we're reading Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. And we are drinking Prosecco. And we are drinking Prosecco. So real quick, we'll read you the back of the book. That way you can kind of follow along with the story with us. Okay. So it says, no one ever just disappears. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. A little bit of mystery already, right? Okay. So Ellie Mack was the perfect daughter, and then she was gone. Ten years after Ellie's disappearance, her mother, Laurel Mack, is trying to put her life back together when she meets an unexpectedly charming man in a cafe. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Before she knows it, she's meeting Floyd's daughters. <laughs> Another red flag. His name is Floyd. And his youngest, Poppy, takes Laurel's breath away. Because the eerily precocious Poppy is a spitting image of Ellie. <gasps> and now, the unanswered questions she's trying so hard to put to rest begin ha- haunting Laurel anew. Where did Ellie go? Did she run away from home, as the police have long suspected? Or did something more sinister happen? A haunting page turner of sheer perfection. Then she was gone is a gripping and emotionally resonant tale of one mother's quest to uncover the clues she failed to recognize and finally discover the truth of what happened to her daughter. That sounds very dramatic and very um, suspenseful, does it not? It does. That's totally what I was expecting when I went into it. Did you find it to be that way? Um, yes and no. At first I really thought I knew what was happening. And, like, I really had, like, theories, like, like from the first few pages of, like, oh, my God, I already know how this book is going to end. I already know what's happening. And then it didn't quite pan out the exact way I thought it would, but it still all ended up basically the way that I originally thought. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. I do. So when I read so the back yes of the book. So, When I read the back of the book, I... I also thought I had it all figured out. <laughs> um, I was pretty much convinced that Poppy was Laurel's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, me too. I expected um, Ellie Mack to have been younger when she disappeared than she was. Uh-huh. And so I was thinking she disappeared as a child. She meets Floyd later on. Right, more of a he took her daughter type of thing. Right. It was easier to imagine a kidnapping as a young child than a right. teenager. So I think that's automatically what comes up. So I thought I had it all figured out, and it turns out I was wrong, um, <laughs> as usual. Um, so I guess, first off, did you like the book? Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I Did you? I didn't at first. Okay. I thought it was very hard to get into. It was okay, a little slow at the beginning for yeah. me. Um. I thought they took way too long to lay out what happened. I did like yeah, how they went back they and did forth. They did draw it out a lot. Um, and do some of the flashbacks. But I felt like they... they... Now that confused me in the beginning, because I thought it implied that Ellie was still alive. I think that's what they wanted you to think, yeah. is that she was still yeah, alive. Yeah. Um, so once Ellie has been gone for 10 years, and her mom starts getting out, her parents get divorced in that time, um, stress on a family, like, the loss of a child can do that, quite right. often does do that, um, but, so 10 years after her daughter disappears, Laurel Mack 
is living kind of a, a half-life. Like, she's not The shell really of a living. person that she was. Very much so. So, she goes out to this little cafe, and she is eating her dinner, and this random stranger sits next to her, who reminds her of her hus- her ex-husband, and then offers her a bite of his cake. Who does that? <laughs> I was like, first of all, I was like, why? Like, would you, you, like, it's like, you don't offer, you don't accept candy from a stranger kind exactly. of thing, right, right? Like, like, it wasn't even a, I got this piece of cake, would you share it with me, let me get a plate to cut half of it and put right. it, right, no, it was, had it on his table and was already eating it when he offered it to her, it was this very awkward, let me literally give you a bite of my cake that I'm eating, it's very weird, yeah, I, I found that weird too, I'm glad you thought the same thing, because I was reading into that a little, a little too much, I was like, oh my god, he poisoned the cake, <laughs> Somehow she didn't see that he poisoned the cake. Yeah, no. So knowing that he is, his daughter looks like her daughter, I was like, okay, well, he kidnapped Ellie and that's, I, I. I think it was pretty obvious from the very beginning that Poppy was Ellie's daughter. Right. Because, I mean, genetics don't lie, right? Exactly. So if she looks like her, she looks like her for a reason. And they make a point of saying that she pretty much looks exactly like Ellie, which I found, I I was really hoping that it would be more of a, is she or isn't she? Yeah. Um, I figure the only way that she could, like, not be her daughter, if it was more of, like, a weird sci-fi take, where she was, like, like a clone or something. But I was like, I know this isn't a sci-fi book. (laughs) So it has to be, like, her daughter. There's no other way. (laughs) And then... The fact that she's, like, attracted to this man because he looks and dresses exactly like her ex-husband. Right. And I, later on, her ex-husband actually says that, too. She, he says, he makes a remark of saying, like, um, oh, I'm glad you kind of found a replacement that, a replacement family. Yeah. And which kind of, I don't know if it offended her or just kind of, it, it took her aback. When he said that, for it sure. It did. And I don't know if she... I I also don't know if she was offended or if she was just so much in denial. Yeah. Or just didn't see it and was surprised when he said it to her. Yeah. I thought that was very... Um, it, w- it was a... I knew it ha- there had to be a reason why he looked so much like her ex-husband. Right. So, tell me what you thought of Poppy. She's interesting. <laughs> so, I liked her character. Um, um, poor thing, though. Right? So, Floyd, the father, slash boyfriend to um, Laurel, he is a mathematician? Yes. A math professor. And he homeschools Poppy. So, the poor thing is around her very awkward professor father. All day. That is her teacher. She has no friends. So she is very grown up for her age. She's, what, eight, seven, nine? Somewhere between seven and nine, I think. Yeah. Nine might make more sense. But uh, she's nine years old. And 
she has no friends and she dresses like a tiny adult mm-hmm. and the way that she talks is not and even eats yeah they like to everything say that he takes her out to like these grown-up restaurants and like she doesn't eat things like you know kids eat like chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I love how chicken nuggets comes to mind <laughs> because i still eat chicken nuggets <laughs> same <honestly. laughs> um so yes, this she is basically a tiny adult in a little nine-year-old body, and it comes across as very eerie. Like even Laurel finds it disturbing how adult like this child is. And to the point where she tries to change that by taking her shopping and being like, Look, what other little kids are wearing. I.e. what how Ellie other would kids. wear. Yeah. So Ellie not Ellie. Laurel tried to turn Poppy into a little Ellie, which again, so many red flags. Mm-hmm. Like that was toxic. Very much so. She tried to project her her memories of her daughter on this little girl. And Laurel had two other kids that she was not close to because she could not get past the fact that Ellie was gone. Her favorite was gone. Right. Because um, she had another son and a daughter. She had another daughter. And a son. And a son. <laughs> Goodness. And she is very estranged from both of them. But I don't think it was, I don't necessarily know that Ellie was her favorite before Ellie disappeared. Oh, that's an interesting point. I never considered that. She talks about how... I could see how that could easily happen, where she loses the child, so then she, that automatically, she obsesses over the loss of the child to the point where that becomes more important to her than her actual children that are still living with her. Which is what I think happened. Because she seemed, in the beginning of the book, when it flashes back to what happened, she seemed very even with all of her kids. And it, then it became almost a, I went through this terrible thing because of the loss of my precious daughter. And mm-hmm. she, she kind made of... herself the victim. Very much and so. At least that's how I took it. Right. And it seems like she often forgot the fact that it, the loss of Ellie impacted the entire family, not just her. Oh, she most definitely did. And she, because she kind of shut everyone else out rather than trying to bring everyone together. Well, that is why she and, I think his name is Paul. Yes, it's Paul. Okay, good. That's why she and Paul split. Yes. Which is a common thing that happens in stories like this. When a child is lost or kidnapped or murdered, the parents tend to split up. That's something that tends to happen. Usually. Even in, Not always, of course, but... And not only just in books, like in life, that's what happens. Right. Because... The parents tend to get up, get wrapped up in their own. And then blame each other and just too it's much just, tension and too much heartbreak. and It just spirals. It does. So Very easily. What did you think of the relationship between Laurel and her other daughter? Because it, they make more of a point to talk about the relationship of her with her daughter than with her of her son. I did think that was kind of weird. Um... 
to be fair, her son didn't live near her. Very true. So she couldn't have the same sort of relationship with him as she did with her daughter. But it's not like she made it a point to reach out to either of them. I'm sorry, I've completely forgotten the other daughter's name, so I'm trying to find it. I want to say it's Hannah. It is Hannah, yes. Okay. Hannah. And I think the son is Jake? I think so. Something like that. And then his girlfriend's name is Blue, which I remember because that's so adorable. It is adorable. And Blue is this, I I pictured her as this, like, very secluded, hippie, kind of weird, but amazing person. And I actually kind of loved Blue. At one point in the story, Blue, like, sees Floyd with the rest of the family at Hannah and Laurel's birthday dinner. Mm -hmm. And Blue makes a point to call Laurel later and say that Floyd has bad energy. There is a darkness to him and that just something isn't right, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a main thread in this story. Like he seems exactly what Ellie would be drawn, not Ellie, God damn it. Laurel. Laurel would be drawn to Mm -hmm. a little too perfectly. Right. And Laurel's reaction, I think, was very realistic to what Blue had to say. Oh, yeah. Because she she said it, obviously she was offended, and she kind of went off on them a little bit. But she was also, at the same time, kind of kept it a little polite. You know, she held back, like, She did hold back. She said, because I remember, she said something along the lines of, like, um, you know, thanks for looking out for me, but, like, you know, (laughs) at the same time. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Yeah, like, how dare you? Like, I'm happy. Leave me alone. Don't ruin this for me. And, but at the same time, then it stuck with her, too, and then, but she was denying it in the moment. She was, and I think it stuck with her because it was she had already noticed how different Poppy was and how uh-huh. off that situation was. And so then the fact that she somebody knew is was pointing, right, but she was trying to find a way to deny it. Right, because we all want our perfect, happy little ending, no matter how many red flags we see. Right. So something I forgot to mention, when Ellie disappears, she was studying for some finals at school, and... She had this amazing boyfriend, Theodore. Now, they don't talk about Theodore a whole lot in the book. They don't ever talk about how he reacted to her disappearance. And I didn't like that. I wanted to know his point of view, what he thought and how what he felt. Um, I agree. They definitely missed an opportunity there to kind of fill out the characters and make it yeah like draw you into the story even more um but she had this theodore and her had this very academically competitive relationship and he got a better grade on a math test than she did to um fix her grade she got a math tutor and the math tutor was very good helped her very much with her math studies, but then started to get a little weird. It seems like a lot of the people in this story are a little too perfect. 
mm-hmm. and then get a little weird. That's mm-hmm. part of why I didn't like it. It was kind yeah. of predictable almost. Right. The characters were predictable for sure. Um. So the storyline was good, but the, yeah, that is a good point. The storyline right. like, was good, but the the characters were a bit predictable. Right. Um, like for Floyd, for example, I never trusted him from the beginning. Like, no. I always knew that there was something sinister. Who, who meets somebody in a diner and offers them food? You just don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. It was he was obviously premeditated, and there was a reason. He had motive. Yeah, it was just a little off. It was just too obvious. So did you see the tutor playing a part in why Ellie disappeared? Yes. From the beginning? Um, yes. Because they made it a point to talk about her so much in the beginning. So I knew she had to be a key part. I didn't know how far her her role in her disappearance was, whether or not it was just like, a little thing that led to a bigger thing, or if she was actually the mastermind behind it, which she was. Um, I did not think she, at first, I did not think she was the mastermind, though. I thought that she may have brought Ellie over and to her house, like she did, and that Floyd was there, and that Floyd took her. I did not think that it was the tutor. Who was cray-cray? So, the tutor, come to find out, had been, she was kind of in a relationship with Floyd, but she was also very obsessive and very, um... Unstable. She was very (laughs) unstable, that's an understatement. I mean... Um, but she had this relationship that was very much a fangirl relationship. Like, she was enthralled by this brilliant math professor. And they started a relationship because she stopped him after meeting him at a book signing. Mm-hmm. And then him being a man was like, oh, girl, interested in me. Let's see what I can get from this. And then when it gets to the point when it's more than he's, willing to handle he doesn't just cut her off he leads her on Mm -hmm. and she becomes obsessed and she gets pregnant and she loses the baby and when she's pregnant and Floyd is happy and he's happy with her and he wants this baby and then they go to the doctor and the baby has passed on and it crushes Floyd I think to the point where he's like, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think Floyd necessarily ever had that feeling of happiness with her specifically. No, he but was. just had that sense of normalcy of like having a kid. Right. I think he was excited for the kid. Right. But not. And I don't think Noelle ever actually loved Floyd either. Because it wasn't so much that she wanted to be with him because she loved him. It was more she wanted to be with him because she needed him. And she was obsessed with him. Yes. Like that because is... she needed validation from yes. him. And he was the only person that was going to give it to her, so she felt she couldn't lose that. She never. I don't think she necessarily actually loved Floyd for Floyd. I think she thinks she does. Good words. I think that she thought 
she did, though. She thought she did, but I don't think she actually did. No, definitely not. She loved the attention that he gave her. Yes, and the fact that he made her feel wanted and desired and yes, like and a she woman. became obsessed with that idea and that she couldn't let that go, and that took over her life. So she fakes a pregnancy, which I thought thought was very interesting, and she had gotten Ellie pregnant. Not with Floyd's sperm. See, that's what I thought. I thought for sure at least Floyd was was an actual father. That's what I thought, too. In the very beginning, I thought Floyd raped her. Later on, when I realized he had nothing to do with her, I figured Noelle had just taken his sperm and implanted it in her. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) But she was crazy enough. She could have done it. And then, whenever they finally said that the sperm donor was just some random dude off the internet. That's when I finally realized Floyd really had nothing to do with the kidnapping of Ellie or any of that. No, in that part of it, the part that got Poppy, Floyd was truly innocent. Yes. So, Noelle, the master. So then tutor, at that point, you wonder, well, what is he hiding? I mean, He's I've been wondering that the so entire innocent. time. Yes. <laughs> but. I was kind of disappointed when I finally found out what he was hiding now? As soon as I knew that he knew that Noelle was not the mother, I knew exactly what he was hiding. Yeah. Um, again, it was very predictable. Not necessarily from the beginning like we thought, mm-hmm. but every time a tiny clue was given, you knew exactly what was going to happen next. Yeah. Which is why, I hate to say it, but I didn't love the book. I thought it was a good read. I really did. And I could see how... Other people would want to read it, too. Um, But it's not something I would read twice. Right. I think it's it's definitely something... It wasn't a waste of time to read it. No, certainly not. Um, But it was not something I will probably be reading again, either. Um, So, long story short, because I feel like we have been very long-winded with some of this... um, Tudor falls in love with math teacher, mm-hmm. can't have kids, kidnaps one of her tutoring students, keeps her locked in a basement, which we didn't even talk about. Oh, yeah. The psychological mindfuck of that. Up. And then the fact that, you know, she kept her in there, and then whenever she had the baby, and then she didn't want anything else to do with her anymore, she literally just left her in there to die. To die of an infection from having a baby. Like, yeah. can you even imagine? And starvation. The infection. Yeah. Like. It's just a slow, painful death. Agonizing. Like, just total agony. And Noelle acts like she just kind of lost interest and forgot she was even down there. Yeah, like, oh, well, I have the baby now. There's nothing in my basement. Oh, well. There's nothing down there important. And then even when the body starts to smell. This girl slowly dying in my basement. Oh, well. Yeah. And then she, she even says at one point. That she couldn't handle the smell, and so she put the body in a freezer. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, but oddly enough, Floyd did the same thing when he was ah. jumping the gun. No, Here, well, this now? okay, so let me give a little introduction to it. Noelle kidnaps Ellie, Ellie has the baby, Noelle lets Ellie die. Floyd and Ellie, or excuse me, Floyd and Noelle are not doing so great. Floyd thinking that it's 
his daughter and Noelle's daughter as well. Right. Floyd has no idea what has happened. He 100% believes that the baby is his and Noelle's. Right. But But he's slowly trying to, he loves the child, he loves Poppy, but he's trying to get rid of Noelle. So he was trying to dance around getting custody of Poppy and cutting Noelle out of the picture entirely. Well, because Noelle wasn't stable and he could see that. Right. Like, the baby wasn't thriving when she was with Noelle. Poppy only thrived. Poppy even says that when she's older, that the few memories she had of Noelle were all horrible memories. And that oh, yeah. she hated her. Like, not a single happy memory with her quote-unquote mother. Yeah. So, in the middle of a almost knockdown drag-out fight between Noelle and Floyd... Noelle makes the shocking revelation that she is not Poppy's mother, nor is Floyd Poppy's father. And Floyd fucking loses it. I totally saw this coming. Did you see it coming? I don't know that I did or that I did it. Like, I don't know. I thought Noelle just kind of ran off. I didn't, I don't think I saw him killing her. And then he killed her so quickly. He basically lunges across the table and chokes Noelle to death. And then buries her under the roses. Now see, at, at the end of that chapter, though, she, Noelle's, it's spoken from Noelle's point of view. And she says, he lunges at her and throws her to the ground. And her last line is, and I really thought that you meant to kill me. Or I really thought you were going to kill me. So it kind of says it in a way that implies that he didn't kill her. So then that threw me a little bit. Making me think that he attacked her, but she didn't die. Yeah, I... From the like from the time I realized that Floyd was not Poppy's father, I was like, Noelle's not missing. That bitch is dead. But uh, that also comes from my... True crime, loving background. Yeah. It's always the partner. Always. Always. Yeah, that did not surprise me at all whatsoever. But then he kills her so easily. Like. After being lied to and manipulated for that long. Okay, but it's just crazy how they're being so opposite in personality. How she's supposed to be super unstable and crazy. Yeah, you could see her killing someone. But then he's supposed to be this stable, normal person, and yet he just as easily kills someone in the same fashion that she did, and then just stuffs her body in a freezer, as she did. And it's it's like the similarities were a little... The monster in each of them came out to be very similar. Her cray-cray rubbed off on him. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It was very... Symbolic, I yes. think. Like, I think he spent so much time with Noelle that it drove them both a little... A little crazy. A little crazy. Yeah. A little crazier than they already were. So then, you find out that Floyd meeting Laurel in the cafe was not random. Which, hello, all of the red flags from the very beginning... We all knew that from the beginning. That he was premeditating their meeting. He had to have been. Yes. He specifically found out about Ellie. Mm-hmm. He pieced the puzzle together and made 
connected the dots and realized, okay, so Poppy's not really our daughter, so whose daughter is she? And then saw the missing girl on TV and mm-hmm. knew that um, Noelle had mentioned an Ellie and just kind of pieced it all together from there. And then he went through, like, he took it a step further and modeled himself after Laurel's ex-husband. To lure her. To, yes, specifically to attract her. I mean, I don't know about you, but would you be specifically attracted to somebody who looked and dressed exactly like your ex? <laughs> Personally, I try to stay away from that. <laughs> like, but we're not going there. <laughs> Like, that in and of itself would have been enough to make me be like, no, I have been down that road just because there's a new face on that. Mm -mm, No, sir. I'm the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have done that. Like, yeah, I would. I I mean, I once went on a date with someone and halfway through the date realized, oh, my God, they look like my ex. Decided I didn't want anything to do with him after that. <laughs> that was an instant attraction on, attraction off. <laughs> Immediately. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. So no. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So I don't see how she would. But I guess, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. I mean, some people have their type and they want to stick with that. I suppose. So I guess if she saw him thinking he looked like her ex, and think and thought, oh, well, this is my type. Went with that, but... I'll stick with what's comfortable. I mean, I can kind of see that, and maybe because it reminded Laurel of a time a when she time. had Ellie and she was happy with Paul. Yeah. That That is true. That could be part of it. I just thought that was a huge red flag, because, like, if somebody showed up looking like my ex, I would be like, no, sir. <laughs> no. Exactly what I did. <laughs> um, sorry, Hollywood's stepping away for a moment to get us some more Prosecco, because her glasses are empty. glasses <laughs> are empty. I was politely waiting for you to finish yours. <laughs> oh, I was like... So I wouldn't be drinking ahead of you. I finally looked over, and I was like, oh, good, she's done. <laughs> oh, oh, I've been done. <laughs> I feel like we're sobering up a smidge, and... Right, right, we need to get a little more lit. Oh, yes. We're getting a little... A little chill. Yeah, yeah, a little too chill. <laughs> Spice it up. So, in the back of the book... Oh, the questions. I forgot about that. But, um... Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping everything. Where'd the court go? Nah, who cares? We'll finish it anyway. Yeah, that's true. Questions, questions. <clears throat> I guess these aren't really... They are sort of questions, but... So, here's one. Floyd and Noel are both characters with some obsessive tendencies. What other similarities do they share, and in what ways are they different? Were you able to sympathize with either of them or both of them? What number is that? Uh, nine. We kind of covered that a little bit. We did a little bit. Because um, I was seeing how they both were different, but at the same time, the monster in them was so similar. Right, that's kind of why I wanted to start with this one, because we had just been talking about it. Interesting Um, how that was a point in the book. So it must have specifically been, um, like Intentionally there, yeah. Yes. So were you able to sympathize with either of them? No. Neither one. Well, I guess you're supposed to be able to sympathize with Floyd a little better, because he's 
he was pretty oblivious to most of the situation that he was mm-hmm. in. And as far as Noelle sympathizing, I guess because she had a horrible upbringing. I don't think her upbringing was all that horrible, though. I think it just wasn't... She came from a strict family that were very But she lacked academic. the attention and love that a child needs. So to I guess that degree. was... Right. So I, I don't know if that was supposed to be where you would sympathize, but I don't know how else you would sympathize with her. Yeah, no, I didn't sympathize with either of them. Um, I mean, I didn't, but I'm trying to think of how you could have. I wanted to, and I sort of sympathized, I guess, with Floyd when he found out that Poppy wasn't his, because he did desperately love this little girl, and that was very evident in the book, was that Poppy was his world. Now, speaking of sympathizing... Um, how did you feel about Floyd killing himself in the end? That was when I think I I sympathized with him the most. Yeah. So at the end of the book, Floyd basically tells Laurel that Poppy is her granddaughter and that Poppy is hers now. He is giving Laurel back the daughter that she lost, um, which is fucked up. Like, the whole reason that he dated and then... Well, he didn't intentionally date her from the beginning. Well, that wasn't his plan. He planned on seducing her so that he could introduce her to Poppy and get her to fall in love with Poppy. True. He just didn't... I think he fell in love with Laurel, and I don't think he intended to. Right. And so then he he was like... My life is basically a screwed up, fucked up mess, and you're going to find the body of the crazy bitch that I strangled. <laughs> in the and flower bed. <laughs> in, the, in the flower bed. Um, no wonder his roses were so pretty. And, um, yeah, so he kills himself in the end, which is definitely the coward's way out. And I think Poppy is going to need so much therapy. Oh, my poor There child. was not enough just grandmother love in the world too. No, because she knows that he killed himself too. She knows she knows that he didn't love her mother. He knows that her mother never loved her. Well, and by mother I mean Noelle. Right. The mother that she knew. Right. She knows that her biological mother died in a basement alone. And her biological father is a mystery guy. A, com- a total mystery. Total sperm donation. Like, massive. So the only thing that she can kind of connect with is Laurel and her family. Mm-hmm. But, um, how did you feel about her meeting Noelle's family? I felt like that was a little unnecessary. I do, too. But I, I, know, I understand the fact- why she did it. What? I feel like we should have just read this book on air. On like air? the whole thing. Like the whole book. Just read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Chapter by chapter. Bedtime story with an analysis <laughs> at the end. Yes. <laughs> chapter by chapter. Um. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't know. I don't get why she did it. I don't get why she met the family. Why she took Poppy to meet the family. I think she may have took, taken Poppy to meet the family to try to gain more information herself rather than for Poppy's sake. 
I don't think it was to meet the family. What do you think? I think she wanted to get Poppy in that house. Yeah, so she could find information herself. On what Poppy, Poppy remembered, say. or? Well, I don't know if she knew exactly if Poppy would remember anything, but. I kind of think she hoped that Poppy had met Ellie, that Ellie had survived way longer yeah. than she had. That she had more evidence. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. I think that Laurel brought Poppy to meet the family, not for Poppy's sake, but for Noelle's sake. And I think that was kind of selfish. And You mean for Laurel's sake? Yes, for Laurel's sake, not for Poppy's sake. I think everything that was done in the book was done for an entirely selfish reason. Yes, agreed. Every, every little, thing. little action. Every little thing. Yeah. And I think the biggest victim... Well, I guess technically two biggest victims. I'd say one of the biggest victims would be Poppy. Oh, yeah. The other would have to be, obviously, um, Ellie. But, yes. I mean, obviously. But I think the not-so-obvious victim is Poppy. Because she's a horrible upbringing. Right. This horrible, poor thing twisted is mess is her life. The only person in her young life who actually could show that they wanted her, gives her away to an almost complete stranger, and kills himself. I think he killing himself was a little, I think it was unnecessary, and I think it was very extreme. I understand why he did it, because, well, for one, I imagine he was awfully depressed. Oh, yeah. Um, For two, he just admitted that he... And, you know, just admitted to murder, mm-hmm. so he figured he was going to go to jail or, you know, he's going to die anyway, his life is over anyway, but I don't know that, the only person that knew that would have been um, Laurel, and I don't know particularly that Laurel would have turned him in, especially for Poppy's sake, right. and for the fact that Laurel fell in love with him, so I think that they could have worked it out. To where... I I think they could have, but that would have taken away from the supreme selfishness of every person in that book. And the drama. I think it was big drama of the end. It was. It just tied a neat little bow in the story. You know, just ended it. Everyone's dead at the end. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. So all of the bad guys are dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. The end. Mm -hmm. I think in a little bit more of a a little more perfect world, they could have worked it out. I feel like that there was hope, but they just chose to end it anyway. I agree. So, that was And Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Um, Like I said, I thought the story had a lot of potential. They could have added a lot more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, I'm, I'm excited to read some more of her work. Me too. I definitely enjoyed how it was written. It was an easy read. Very easy read. But not like I was... I thought it was written in a way that made it captivating. Yes. The way, not so much the story itself, but the way it was written is what kept me reading. Yes. I actually read most of the book in an afternoon. Yeah. Because once I got past the beginning, once I got past the first 
15, 20 chapters, and they're very short chapters. Some of them are, like, a page or two long. I also love that. I love it when books break their chapters up to, like, really small, so it feels like you're making more of an accomplishment than I you also, really are. I feel like I read more a lot quicker than when they're small than if it's just, like, large chapters that I have to get through. I like that because I like to stop on a chapter. Me and too. And so I like Me to too. be like, oh, I have five minutes before I have to be where I'm going. Let me read a chapter real quick. Yes, I love that. I can, like, squeeze it in in my, my daily life and not have to, like, sit down and right. read a whole chapter for God knows how long. So I look forward to reading some more of her book. For sure. I definitely enjoyed this. I wouldn't say that it was a favorite, but I definitely enjoyed it. A good book for sure. Um, and out of five know. stars, what do you give it? Ooh, good point. <laughs> I would give it probably a three. Out I would of five. say a three two. It wasn't a three. Not two. <laughs> <laughs> a three, two, four, one. A three also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would give it a uh, a three out of five. Um, just for there were a few things that I didn't see from the beginning, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Um, Definitely a few twists. I like the the way it was written, the style in which it was written. Um, something we didn't talk about, but I also appreciated was the fact that it is set in England and you know it's set in England between the way that they talk and the way that the language that is used in the book, you know, it's set not in America. Now, can I just say one thing about the British thing? Go ahead. (laughs) Me being from Southern Louisiana (laughs) and this woman saying she's going to try to make jambalaya. (laughs) <laughs> and trying to figure out what side she's going to make, and she's coming out with all these fancy different sides, and I'm thinking... I forgot all about that. And I'm that. just thinking, girl, all you need is some saltine crackers and some butter. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> you don't need to be making all these hors d'oeuvres. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you need a good beer. cornbread. That's all you need. <laughs> That'll go great with your jambalaya. <laughs> that was... Laurel was making dinner for Floyd, and she decided to make jambalaya, and I forgot all about that. I definitely got a kick out of that, being a Cajun girl myself. (laughs) It It was quite humorous, which again led to the authenticity of it being set in England. Yes. I did greatly appreciate that. Yes, for sure. Um, so, this has been Booklet. Uh, I appreciate... All of you all joining in to listen. Yes, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. This is our very first episode, so um, let us know. Don't judge us too harshly on our first. Yes, please don't. (laughs) You might cry. I might. I don't know about Holly. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Keep keep your criticism constructive and not just mean-spirited, please. But no, let us know what you think if you have any ideas. Thank you for listening. Any book suggestions? Yes. Join us on Instagram at booklitpodcast, all one word. That's B-O-O-K-L-I-T podcast. And you all have a great night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.